Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you'll see us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting in this chair, sitting over there. It's my great pleasure to introduce the pride of East Lansing. She's the uh, associate editor, right? Associate editor? Assistant editor? Producer. Assi- a producer. Why don't I say It's because I'm a print guy. Yeah. Associate producer of Dave Campbell's Texan Live. She's the co-host of WTF, Women Talking Football. She is the producer of Republican Football. And today, she's the producer of Texas Football Today, Mallory Hartley. Hi, Mallory. Hello. That's what I'm talking about. Too many. It's just like, that took you 30 seconds to explain. You know, it's just it's Just much. football person. You want to know what we're talking about? Go, go watch the pre-show. Today's Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. Nine days to Thanksgiving. Are you prepared for Thanksgiving? No. Do you know what you're doing for Thanksgiving? I do. Where are you going? Your folks' house? Grandma's. Grandma's. They live in uh, Grand Prairie. So oh, cool. We, go, we pretty much do that every year. Great. So Can I come? Sure. What if I just crashed your Thanksgiving? They make great... She makes great, like, potato salad. My mom makes <gasps> great green I bean casserole. I do, too. With the eggs in it and stuff. We're on the same wavelength, uh, me and you. I like that. I like it. Uh, happy birthday to my good friend and colleague, Ken Purcell. Huh. Today is Coach Ken's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Coach, Coach. Purcell. Uh, it's a, episode 1,498. On today's show, folks, we're going to roll out the five biggest college football moments of the weekend, including, uh, I will just say one you probably don't see coming. How about that? Then, uh, back half of the show. We're going to be joined by Craig White, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, as he joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. We'll roll out the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week presented by Body Armor. All that fun stuff coming up here if you stick with us. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Paul Roberts, Nick Morton, and Christo... Christo Fire. Christo Fire 100. He put a little panda emoji, so... Welcome in, friends. Paul Roberts, whose football opinions you can trust. Mm. All right, Mallory, it's time to roll out the top five 
five biggest college football moments of week 11 of the college football season. Do you know anything about college football here in the state of Texas? Eh, not mm, really. You're only the... I'm just kind of here to listen. You're only so. the producer and co-host of Republic mm-hmm. of Football, mm-hmm. the award-winning college football podcast. The award-winning. Yes, on, sir. On That's Texas right. Football. So we're going to roll out the top five biggest college football moments of the weekend, starting with numero cinco. Heard about Tyree Wilson. He is the ultimate teammate. Tyler Shuck looking for the end zone. He got it. Tyler Shuck guts it out in Texas Tech's win over Kansas. Um, I thought this was a really first of all, Kansas is obviously like they're much better than they than they used to be. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think I'm really going on a, on a limb here. Um, Jason Jason Bean's just not just. Not well, I mean, they're. I mean, obviously they'd be better with Jaden Daniels, right? Well, of course. Yeah, but I think that they're better than they have been in the past years. Past oh, years, right? for That's sure. Yeah, saying. Lance Leipold's been. He's been doing a great, really job, good right? for them. I thought this was a real. This is obviously a really important win for Tech because if they have any hopes of making it bold, they needed this win, and then they probably need to go. They get Iowa and Oklahoma to close the season, both of which I think are winnable. Especially yes. Oklahoma at home. They go two yeah. aims this week, which is not going to be fun. But they needed that, and they were in a dogfight with Kansas. They come out in the second half. Uh, they you know, get a missed field goal from Kansas, which helps uh, trade punts, and then you get that Tyler Shuck nine-yard touchdown run, which really puts them in, in control of 33-21. Game got a little hairy because Kansas mm-hmm. comes back and scored, but at that point they were able to hold him at arm's length. I also thought it was important because they needed a guy to step up at the quarterback spot, and it, yes. and Tyler Shuck stepped up in a big way. I think uh, I think the good thing about Tyler Shuck, and we talked about this on Republic of Football, he kind of gives a little bit of both. You get Baron Morton and then... Uh-huh. I'm blanking. On Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith. He gives a little bit of both, and yeah. I think he's been really good for them. I also think this win, or this game this weekend, is really, really important for Texas Tech because before the season, I think the hype was really there for mm-hmm. Texas Tech around Joey McGuire hiring and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think when they beat Texas, when they beat stuff, Texas, yeah. I really think that to keep the train rolling and to keep recruits coming into Lubbock, mm-hmm. I think they they need to make it to a bowl game. Yep. They've so got to get this, six wins. And I, think th- I think at Iowa State, it's a better chance than home against Oklahoma. I think so, too. But So I think it's important. But Tyler yeah. Shuck kept them alive for that. Number four. I'm suspense for this final quarter of the bracket. Still three at-large selections to be announced. Trinity, Texas is in as an automatic qualifier out of the Southern Athletic Association. The Tigers completed the 10th undefeated regular season in school history. The first since the 10-win season in 2011. Trinity extended its regular season win streak to 20 games, dating back to the final game of the spring of the 2021 season. Saturday's victory, the 60th in the career of head coach Jeremy Urban, tying him with Trinity Athletics Hall of Famer Gene Norris, second on the all-time list. One of those at-large spots we reference goes to Harden Simmons, 11th NCAA appearance, a 9-1 record. Saturday's victory over Texas Lutheran, the 500th in program history. A 45-16 win was one final positive impression for that selection committee. Congratulations to Harden Simmons for this at-large selection. Mary Harden Baylor is in and a host. The 2021 national champions on your screen there, 9-1, their record this season. Saturday's victory, actually 20 years as the school's defensive coordinator, Larry Harmon experiencing a successful first season as head coach. Their only loss this season was to Wisconsin. Whitewater quarterback Kyle King has thrown for 31 touchdown passes. 
Mary Harden Baylor will meet Huntington, the USA South champions for the fourth year in a row, a 55-7 victory over LaGrange on Saturday. Coach Mike Turk said our mindset for playoffs is to keep playing. When you're in that situation, the only way you get to keep playing is to win. We've been fortunate enough to do that. We're going to enjoy this and get ready for the playoffs. The Division Three bracket puts Texas teams on a collision course. Didn't see that coming, did you? No. Uh, yeah, so the D3 bracket for college football uh, playoffs came out on Sunday. You might have missed it. But three teams made the playoff. Harden-Simmons, Trinity, and Mary Harden-Baylor. And they're all going to be in kind of a quartet together. You've got uh, mm-hmm. Mary Harden-Baylor playing Huntington in, in, first, in first round. They should win that game, in my opinion. And then... You've got the real main event, in my opinion. Uh, Trinity and Harden Simmons going to play in an all-Texas slugfest uh, for a spot in the next round, probably to play Mary Harden Baylor. So, pretty cool. I'm glad that we get this. We get like it's it's easy for me to like zero in on those on on those that kind of portion of the bracket. Yeah. And so now. Uh, you've got some some rooting interests as far as Texas teams are concerned in, the, in Division Three ranks. Yeah, and just a little bit of a plug here, too. If you guys don't know, Mike Craven, our college football cider, insider, and Corey Hogue, our small college insider, they do a podcast, a small college podcast, every Tuesday. So if you're interested in more of these sub-FBS level teams, please make sure to check that out, too. And on Thursday, we will have Corey on the show. We will have Corey. Yeah, we'll have Corey on the show, on too. TFT, so. so we'll talk a little small college playoffs coming up here on Thursday. But anyway, D3 bracket came out, and it was big doings. Number three. All start calls on the road because the crowd is so involved, but K-State's kept the crowd out of it. Here's a pass to Deuce Vaughn. Cuts it inside. Six points for number 22. You see... Baylor's defense is torched to loss to Kansas State. Torched is an understatement. <laughs> like they got they got manhandled in this game. And yeah. and and look, I don't know what's going on with the defense. Um, you know, they were they were run out of the building. They gave up yeah. 405 yards total offense, um, and they could not get off the field. Kansas State was eight of 13 on third down, um, and then one of two on fourth down, and they just got like they they really got kind of got dominated uh, in in this game in a way that you haven't seen. There's a lot on the offense, right? Blake Shape was not good in this game. Blake Shape they weren't able to run the ball effectively, so there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of blame to go around. But now let's consider the fact like what is Baylor's defense at this point? It's it's weird. There's there's no it factor in the defense. Like mm-hmm. last year, you had Jalen Petrie, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you had there's a couple others that they uh, thought that, that were Siaki Eco was going to be that guy. Yes, yes, but they just don't have that it factor. There is nothing mm-hmm. about this Baylor team, and we've talked about this, that really provides that it factor. And I think that they probably thought that Blake Shapen was going to be that guy. Yeah, but he's just. He just turned out not to be. Yeah. I mean, to be real honest, like Baylor's defense is now 42nd in SP plus, And that's like fine. It's top quarter. Mm-hmm. But like that's ultimately what Baylor is. is they're right. fine. Right. Because they don't have some elite offense. They have a fine offense. They're just fine. You know, they're six and four. Yeah. Now a huge game this week against TCU. Opportunity to ruin their season. But... I think I think they've been eliminated from... Yeah, they're out. From well, Big 12. I, you know what? Full contention. I think... They no longer control their own destiny. I know yes, that. Yes. I think there is a way, like, if they win out and K-State loses out, like, maybe they can sneak in on a tiebreak. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But 
it, this certainly went a long way towards eliminating them, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think they're huge underdogs to do it. Yeah. They would have to beat TCU and Texas and then have Kansas State lose. Yeah, two, and I, just the fact, way they match up. Kansas it's just, and stuff, like, yeah. It's yeah, gonna it's not going to work. Number two. Second down and seven. Tune with time. Deep shot. Down the middle of the field. Wide open receiver. Touchdown, Houston. Matthew Golden on the reception, and Houston is back in front. Don't have to worry about the field goal. Tune to Golden keeps uh, keeps Houston's season afloat against Temple. This would have been a real bad loss. This would have been a real bad loss. Uh-huh. And I'm not I'm not here to, to to pile on and say that they saved their season because I think arguably the season's already a pretty big disappointment at six and four. But you want to talk about a problematic like ending to the season. If you were to go like they close out against East Carolina this week, which I think is about a pick'em game, right? Mm-hmm. And then they finish against Tulsa who's bad, right? We were talking about when they were five and three, we were thinking, hey, the good thing is, or five and four, rather, good thing is that win over, like, they lose it to SMU, but the schedule lightens up. They're going to be able to keep going. And they should be able to finish eight and four. They were on the brink of dropping a game at home. The worst team in the American Conference. They are. Yeah, it's them or South Florida. Yeah, they're ba- they're three and seven. Oh, three and s- okay. Never mind. Okay, okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. But they're bad. They're, no, no, no. Yes. Make no mistake. They're they're bad. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they're bad. one of the worst teams in the American Conference. According to yes. SP Plus, they are the 112th ranked team in America. They're, oh. They are three spots worse than Northwestern. And they almost get yeah. It's just and Houston almost coughed it up to them. But we talked all season long about how. Clayton Toon needed somebody else besides Tank Dell to step up yes. as a receiver. I think Matthew Golden is that guy. Yes. It's a big-time play at a big-time moment, and Houston came through with the win, and in the end, it wasn't pretty. No. But it goes in the left-hand column, and that's all that matters. They are bowl eligible, which is was not always going to happen at times. It was a little times, sus. But, but, yeah, but they get the win. Yeah, and the thing is, too, is like they're they're moving to the Big 12 next year. They need that and they need this momentum. Is, they need this momentum because Clayton Toon's not going to be there. Tank mm. Dell's not going to be there. Mm. I mean, yeah. where are you going to pull that momentum from? Exactly. It's Yeah, they Big need win. that win. The second biggest moment of the college football weekend, but it wasn't number one. Mm-mm. Number one! Texas brings pressure. Duggan backpedals. Lost to the end zone. Wide open! Johnston! Touchdown! A confused Texas secondary left the elite receiver wide open. 31-yard strike. Watch the safety in the back end. They're disguising pressure here, and then that ends up dropping. Now watch the safety in the back end. Right here is the confusion. Go to the post. The safety doesn't go with him. Had no idea that Johnston... TCU breaks through versus Texas to remain unbeaten. This is the game of the week. I don't think there's really any doubt about it. And TCU pulls out a 17-10 win at Texas to remain unbeaten in 10-0 and and control their own destiny for the college football playoff. Plain and simple. They went out. They win three more games. Mm-hmm. Two against two in the regular season, and then they close out. Uh, and they, they win whoever they're going to play in the Big 12 championship game. They'll be in the college football playoff. This game was as ugly as a bowling shoe. It was, it was horrifying yes. to watch. This game was ugly, ugly, ugly. I was I was watching this at home, and I remember kind of I had it on in the background. Mm-hmm. I was eating my dinner, and I was looking at my phone, and it was 
I don't know, probably third quarter is when mm-hmm. all of a sudden I look up and Kendra Miller just breaks sure. free on a long touchdown run. And I was like, that right there has to be the nail in the coffin. I mean, that right Put there. 10, it's crazy. Put him yes. up 10 nothing. Right. And I, that was like, uh, to me, I was like, that was the, the moment that I realized that TCU was going to win that game. Right. Because he b- finally broke broke through that defense, that defensive line, and that right there I knew that TC was going to take that. So here's what's so crazy about that. So the two touchdown plays, the Quentin Johnston touchdown run, or the Quentin Johnson, Johnson touchdown pass that you saw there that put him up 17-3, to three, and yeah. it really was the final nail in the coffin. And the Kendra Miller long touchdown run, yeah. 75 yards. That was uh, worth like it was 106 yards of, of, of offense right there. Yes. On their other, let me do some quick math here, for 62 snaps or 60, yeah, 63 snaps, they had 177 yards of offense. Yeah. The offense was horrifying yeah. on both sides, but the defense played fantastic. I thought Sonny Dykes coached circles around Steve Sarkeesian. Yep. yep. I thought the I coaching staff for TCU came out with a great with a great defensive game plan, mm-hmm. most certainly. And you uh, and and you you know you saw a team that go out went out there and they matched up pretty well against Texas. Mm-hmm. And now here's the thing: Texas didn't play well. I don't know why Bijan Robinson only had 12 carries. The offense had or the defense had more points than the than the offense. Yeah. They had a pick six. Yeah, <laughs> this was a. Quinn Ewers was bad, capital B bad in yep. this game. And that's when you start to ask the question, is he the guy? A lot of questions for Texas coming out of this. But for TCU, it's a big win. And mm-hmm. They found a way through when it, when their offense wasn't working. And that's the first time we've really seen that this year. Yep. The offense had an off day, and they still found a way to win. Three big games to go, but you can see the college football playoff from where you sit. Mm-hmm. Those are the five biggest moments of college football weekend. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 8 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Mallory, let's go to the hotline and let's welcome in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer himself. Uh, You can hear him on the horn in Austin every weekday. 
uh, alongside Jeff Howe on Light the Tower. He's also the voice of the Texas Longhorns. He's also the co-host of High School Scoreboard Live on Valley Sports Southwest, although he won't be this week because he's got something else to do. We're pleased to be joined by our friend, Craig Way. Mr. Way, how are you? I'm good. I missed you guys last Friday. Going to miss you guys this Friday, but, you know, uh, duty calls, and then we'll uh, we'll be converging again soon. I look forward to that. Were you in Connecticut yesterday? I was. I was. Uh, but you're not anymore. Basketball, uh, number three, number five in the country, and we touched down after the game here in Austin about 3 a.m. Jeez. You're a machine. I don't get um, it. <laughs> speaking, awesome. speaking of being a machine. I don't get it either, Mallory. I don't get it. I just show up. You know? I just hey, show up. Buddy. If anyone could do same. it, it's Craig Way. Hard saying. <laughs> um the uh, well, speaking of uh, speaking of the hardest working man in show business, uh, you were on the call uh, last week for on Valley Sports Southwest alongside our friend Gary Reasons, the Super Bowl champion, um, on Lake Travis's win in the first round uh, against Round Rock, uh, and uh, I'm I'm interested now that you've had a little bit of time to digest what we saw on Friday night, um, what your overall takeaways are from that, especially with regards to Lake Travis moving forward. You know, I, I visited with someone who's a little more learned about that situation myself. The head coach, okay, and Car- uh, this this morning on my show, and I kind of term it as a resurgence. It's not a rebirth because uh, this program's been in place for a long time, but but they haven't, as we know, had the kind of season they wanted. Injuries have had a lot to do with that. And they had the weird deal in the last week of the regular season. Couldn't play Bowie because of the storms, and it, they wound up with only three home games this year. Tap, and it was just a it was just a very very strange year. But for Lake Travis, it's still going because of what happened in the second half. Their defense really kept them, as you know, in the ball game in the first half, and they had a couple of poor special team situation with a punt that traveled, I think, four yards into that stiff northerly breeze. And then they had one where kids running up on the field on a short punt. And that set up both of the round rock scores. So they're down 10-7 at the half. But Hank said that they were they were pretty confident. They loved the, the, the plan they had going into the game. Now, they had to, and you made a great point of this when you were on my show, how they, how they kind of had to reshuffle the deck once Mason Cochran was only available for very limited duty in the game and try to go after Hayden Nath and did an excellent job with their defense. Jacob Henry had one of the best games he'd had all season. And then I think we've, we've seen uh, a coming of age a little bit of Caden Leone at quarterback. And for him to lead them down the field and to get Bo Edmondson involved with the option pass and and the other thing and then he was you know the fired up guy Hank describes it as very old school in in the way that he fires up his teammates it was kind of a resurgence of sorts for this team and I think they're going to be pretty confident going into this game with an unbeaten and really good Cibolo Steel team A because uh, they feel good about how they're playing and B because they already played them uh, 11 weeks ago in week Two, they were down to wide receiver Sam Self having to play quarterback, and he had a great game, by the way. Cats with the ball on Friday nights against Round Rock. He had to play quarterback that night, uh, threw a couple of interceptions. He ended up losing a shootout, 35-28. Uh, but now they're getting healthier, and 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 they like their chances. That all that said, 
this is a matchup that in a lot of areas would favor Steele. So I think it could be a really good game uh, in Pflugerville on Friday night. It should be pretty good. We're talking with Craig Wave, Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Uh, there is another, there are a number of other notable Austin teams that I want to pick your brain on. One of them is uh, Austin LBJ. We've talked a little bit on your show about this, about how LBJ was in such a unique position of playing a, a rigorous non-district schedule uh, and then being thrust into a district where they're just, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, just a lot better than everyone else in that district. Um, they go out last week, a resounding win over Elgin, now into Port Natchez Groves in the area round. I'm interested in what you make of the, the current trajectory of, of the Jaguars as the reigning state runner-up. Yeah, I, I kind of refer this as the PPT. You know how you, when you get a document, it's a PowerPoint, it goes PPT on that. No, this is the purple playoff tour <laughs> because it started off with the all purple of LBJ against the all purple of Elgin, and they blasted them 69 nothing. This week, you got the all purple of LBJ against the all purple of PNG, another uh, hyphenated thing or abbreviated thing, Port H.S. Groves as well. They're, they're playing with a lot of confidence. They're also getting healthier, uh, Tep. They are one guy away from actually two guys away from being completely healthy like they were at the start of the year. And they're key players. One of them is K.J. Houston, the secondary, who'd had a broken collarbone. They're close to getting him back. Brandon Waits was kind of a thunder to Cedric Alexander's lightning in the running back duo, but he injured a hamstring early in the year, hadn't been able to go. Now, they haven't missed a beat there because of the unexpected, really good contributions from the freshman, Caleb Crenshaw. So they're doing that. And then all along while this is going on, They've had the development of the sophomore Ali Scott at quarterback, and they really like him an awful lot. He's had some uh, some bumps in the way and and some growing pains along the way. Uh, all that said, uh, we know that PNG has a, a really good offensive attack. Looking forward to that matchup. Uh, I think that this thing could be a shootout in KD on Friday night. Yeah, I think it has an opportunity to be as as I'm awful fond of saying, pretty pointsy out there. Talking with Craig White, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Um, okay, so then I'm gonna uh, I want to go back to the by district round for for one one more moment and ask you about some shockers. Ask you about ones that that stood out to you. I kind of categorize the overall by district round as a normal amount of chaos. I think that it was just like a standard by district round. You had your stunners, you had your ones that that really caught everybody by surprise. You had a couple more near misses, but overall. Uh, mostly chalky. Um, do do you share that sentiment when you take a look back on that first round of the Texas high school football playoffs? Do you share it that that it was not necessarily like you know normal and and boring, but like had the adequate amount of chaos and then also a fair amount of chalk? Well, here's the deal: when you have, as you pointed out last week, and we've talked about on many occasions, when the playoffs begin, 352 by district games. To expect 352 by district games all to go to the higher seeds, you would be foolhardy to think that there are always going to be upsets. And for those who have bemoaned the four seed thing being in the playoffs. That's silly as well. What was it? Your colleague Matt Step pointed out, I believe, what eight fours beat ones uh, last week in the in the by district round of the playoffs. So yeah, it could happen. Uh, it's certainly uh, possible that you could have that, that happen, have some upsets. Not only the fours beating the ones, but a lot of threes beating twos. So 
having said all that, the percentage of it is still rather low because you still have the higher seeds uh, holding court and moving on. So, yes, I'm in agree with Mindy. I think there was a representative amount of, of shocking results, but by and large, it went the chalk route. Uh, finally, we'll do a, a mean thing that we do to one another, and I'm going to offer you three games. You can teleport to any one of them, but you can only pick one of them. Do you go Saturday afternoon in Arlington as Lovejoy takes on South Oak Cliff? Do you go... Let me make sure I know where this game is. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to throw you a, a bit of a curveball here. Um, do you go down to Corpus Christi on Friday for PSJA North and Corpus Christi Miller? Or... Do you go to probably the, the the most looking in the mirror game of the of the week, two thirty p.m. Friday at Wichita Falls' Memorial Stadium as Amarillo Tascosa takes on Burleson Centennial in a game that'll take fifteen minutes to play. Which of those three are you heading to? Well. Probably, I would say C, if only because I'm going to do like your colleague Matt Stepp is doing. Isn't he taking in both games there, the doubleheader? He's, uh, no, he's driving back to DFW for the Everman game after Burleson Centennial and Amarillo Tascosa get done in an hour and a half. He's such an alumnus, you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, I still think it would be a, a, an excellent game that you pointed out there in Wichita Falls. I like that. You know, South Oak Cliff has become fascinating to watch after they picked themselves up off the deck. And Lovejoy's had some really impressive moments and some uh, rather head-scratching moments as well. And that's what makes that matchup uh, intriguing. You know, um, I think you subscribe to the same phraseology that I use. It's very Orwellian. It's very uh, Animal Farm. It's, you know, uh, that all playoffs are created equal, but some playoffs are more equal than others <laughs> uh, in, in terms of the attractiveness of whether it be a non-district matchup or an area matchup or whatever it might be. There's some that are just a little more exciting about that. So I, I, I get it with all of those. I mean, I think of Abbott and Union Hill as, a, as an mm-hmm. unbeaten matchup in six-man. That'd, that'd be kind of fun to watch. And, and oh, by the way, Den Geyer and Highland Park. Uh, and and uh, I'm sorry that I won't be able to be on the call for that for Bally's as I was hoping to be. But uh, the uh, kickoff time in Lawrence made that an impossibility on Saturday. But that's an intriguing one as mm-hmm. well. So that's why I say all playoffs are created equal. Some are just more equal than others. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Hall of Famer. Joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, Safe travels to Lawrence, and uh, uh, we will talk to you next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Uh, Mallory, you're doing a bang-up job, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Uh, Get him him out of here. You can't see Tepper, but he's he's shaking his head. (laughs) Thank you, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Craig White, Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. You are doing a great job. Well, thank you. Uh, But he's just just saying that. You think he's just being nice? I think he's He's just just being nice. Because you called him. Well, I also said uh, if anyone can do it, Craig White can do it because he can do everything. He's Superman. Very so he true. had to. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are just. He's awesome. Over here just high-fiving each other, <laughs> each other on the back. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, appreciate Craig White hopping on with us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, Malpal, 
Hmm. Can we talk about the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week? Mm-hmm. Dairy Max, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your week 12, I gotta get this right, week 12, Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. San Antonio Taft defensive coordinator Michael Mull, the Raiders defense, went on the road and shut down Laredo United's attack en route to a 49-14 victory. North Crowley offensive coordinator Eli Reinhardt, Dewan Lacey's 246 yards and four touchdowns on the ground, paced a 565-yard assault as the Panthers cruised past Keller Timber Creek, 66-17. Canateo defensive coordinator Fiacro Ramirez. The Eagles forced a pair of second-half turnovers in route to their fifth shutout of the season with a 28-0 win over Amarillo Paladero. And finally, Westlaco defensive coordinator Eddie Ramirez. The Panthers' defense stood tall in a nip-and-tuck affair with Edinburgh, emerging with a 16-13 overtime win. So those are your Week 12 Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. All right, Mallory, it's time to roll out the... Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week presented by Body Armor. Are you familiar with Texan Live? I've heard of it. Do you know that they're streaming a bunch of playoff games? Yeah. How many playoff games are we streaming? Over 100. Over 100. Over 200. 300. In total. A lot. I'll just just let you keep going. A lot. lot. Like a billion. (laughs) Like so many. (laughs) TexanLive.com is where you can stream a bunch of high school football playoff action. Uh, We combed the internet to bring you the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week presented by Body Armor. And this is what we came up with. Here it is. The Top 10 Plays of the Week. Pippen takes a snap. Hands it off to Brown. Brown finding another lane. And he's off and running. Caden Tyson Brown. 4-17 lead. Here's the high snap. The run down the lane. Ain't nobody there. And he takes it straight to the house. Are you kidding? I... Yeah, the Eagles' D comes in allowing just nine points a game. There's Smith, and he will score. Terrific play design. Looked like the first man out to practice. Very efficient so far, and he drops back to throw. Got a nice arm, looking to go deep. He's got an open man, wide open. And it's another touchdown. Six years left. Two left. side goes short to Jones. Jones making a move and keeps his feet and stays on and scores the touchdown for Lancaster. Two slot backs. Okay, Hamilton flips the ball to Ababio. He comes right. He's going to go all the way. Jay Pucker up. Touchdown, Spartans. Trail by eight. Low snap. But he gets the ball up, and it's a bad kick. It will land and kick back. And Waxahachie's going to pick it up and run with it at midfield, getting to the sidelines. Nobody's going to get him. To the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown, Waxahachie. 60 yards on the punt return. Four to go. Klein Keen has the football. Smith is going to run it. Straight ahead. Has room and breaks tackles. He's gone. Nobody, one guy to beat around the edge. And he scores. Jalen Smith takes it to the house. Carlisle rolls out, rolls out, looking to throw. Tries to get to the corner. Now throws upfield. And it is caught. 
conversion good. Panthers win. Snap back, fake to Brundage, looking downfield, looking nowhere to go. Good coverage by the Indians, still floats it. Now goes to the end zone, has a receiver. Does he make the catch? Touchdown, Wildcats! What a throw and catch to Nateen Mitchell, and the Cats close the gap. There it is. Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Top 10 plays of the week for the first round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. Reminder, if you see a play floating around the internet, grab it. Tweet it to us. Hashtag TCTF Top 10. We appreciate it. All right, Malpal, one last thing to do, and that is talk about the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one head coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 12 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. And 6A, Manny Gomez from Harlingen. Harlingen alum and longtime head coach uh, Gomez has the Cardinals flying high at 11-0 after opening the playoffs Friday with a dominant 45-0 win over PSJA. In 5A, Marvin Sedbury Jr. out of Terrell. Coach Sedbury's Tigers are peaking at the right time as fourth-seeded Terrell went on the road and stunned district champion Texas High 28-21 in overtime to give them their first playoff win since 2016. In 4A, Richard Whitaker from Port Lavaca Calhoun. Left for dead after starting 0-7 to start the season. Jeez. Coach Whitaker's Sand Crabs never lost belief, and now they've rattled off four straight wins and are alive in the playoffs after a stunning, heavily favored Alice 37-26. In 3A, Aaron Witten from Spearman. Coach Witten's Lynx finished the regular season with a 3-7 record and a fourth-place finish, but Spearman was, well, without a doubt, ready to play in by district playoffs, knocking out district champion Abernathy 21-7. In 2A, Texas Football Today's own Jeff Kowalski out of Sabinal. After leading Sabinal to their first unbeaten regular season since 1929, Coach Kowalski's squad kept it going in the playoffs, emerging with their first playoff win since 2013 with a 43-0 shutout win over Pettis. In 1A, Mark Coley from Medina. Coach Coley helped the Bobcats make history on Friday night, knocking off Chester 52-6 for the first playoff win in program history. And the private school ranks Chad Peguis from Arlington Grace Prep. Fueled by four total touchdowns from quarterback Jackson Talton, Coach Peguis guided the Lions to a 34-24 upset over Dallas Covenant in the Taps Division Three playoffs. So those are your Week 12 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. Congratulations to all of those coaches. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Let's go over to producer extraordinaire Mallory Hartley for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, just a quick programming note. Um, no women talking football this week. We're taking the week off just because it's we got a lot to do this week. We will be back next week on Tuesday at 2 p.m. So we'll throw out a graphic and everything and make sure to mm. update people on that. Um, and Republic of Football is tomorrow at 2 p.m. So More like we'll women there. not talking football. Yeah, good one. Thank you. <laughs> You're all week, guys. Women not talking. It's good to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Craig Way, Texas basketball Hall of Famer, for being our guest. For Mallory Hartley, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.